Chapter 10 Going Out and Keeping Out Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country, and from your relatives, and from your father's house, to the land which I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. So Abram went forth as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Now Abram was seventy five years old when he departed from Haran. Genesis twelve fourteen. Thus begins the story of Israel's calling as a nation. Like the great rivers of earth, it has a small beginning, one individual, a Chaldean of Ur, an idolater of Mesopotamia, with no recommendation or worthiness, a genuine specimen of God's electing grace and of divine sovereignty as well as of the power of the Holy Spirit. So far as it appears, God had not personally intervened from Noah's time up to this time. The only kind of intervention was that at Babel. Now he comes forth out of his silence and darkness. He speaks. Indeed, he appears. He appears as the God of glory, Acts 7, 2, or God of the glory. The Shekinah reappears, and out of it God speaks to Abram. The frequent use of the words the Lord appeared to Abram, Genesis 12, 7, and 17, 1, emphasis added, in connection with Stephen's reference to the glory in Acts 7, 2, alludes to this mode of revelation. 1. The command. It is sovereign and authoritative. It is explicit and uncompromising. It does not wait on our will or choice. It leaves no room for hesitation on our part. Go forth are Jehovah's words to Abram. They refer to one single transaction about which there can be no mistake, and, lest there should be any mistake, the three things to be left are specified, country, relatives, and father's house. The getting out is to be complete and decided. It is also to be immediate, no waiting, lingering, nor preparing. Get out at once. This command is even more authoritative from its not specifying the place to go to. He was not to concern himself with that. The terminus a quo starting point was quite explicit, not so the terminus ad quem destination. The latter was of little significance in the meantime. It would eventually come to light. It was on the simple command of Jehovah that he was to act, putting himself blindfolded into the hands of God. All that Abram was to know of his route or destination was this, the land which I will show you. Thus he was completely shut in and shut up to obedience. 2. The promise. It is as directly from God as the command is, so that he can no more doubt the one than the other. It relates wholly to the future, much of it to the future of far ages. Yet it is a very explicit and blessed promise, for the fulfillment of which he had the divine truthfulness and unchangeableness. God who cannot lie. Titus 1 2, who does not repent. This is the God both of the command and the promise. He gives both. Let us accept both, not separating the one from the other. In this promise, God comes forth strikingly as the doer of the whole. I will show, I will make, and 
I will bless. Everything is of the Lord and of no one else. First, a land, though unknown. Second, numbers. Third, blessing. Fourth, honor. Fifth, fountain of blessing. Sixth, the occasion of blessing or cursing. And seventh, the blessedness of the whole earth in him. These are large promises, glorious blessings. They include everything that Abram needed for eternity as well as at that time. This gives a vision of Messiah and his glory, as well as of all earth under him, for Abram is to be heir of the world. Romans 4.13. And three, the obedience. Abram went forth as the Lord had spoken to him. Verse 4. Abraham, when he was called, obeyed, says the apostle. Hebrews 11.8. God called, he complied. He did not argue, linger, hesitate, or look back. He set out at once. He didn't know where he was going, not a step of the way or anything of the land. He had no earthly counselor or guide. Only the God of glory, Jehovah in his Shekinah, went before him as in the pillar of cloud. Everything connected with this obedience was supernatural and divine. Jehovah broke his earthly ties, enabled him to triumph over earthly affections, made his face like a flint against all opposition, and took him by the hand and led him out. Here we have obedience in its simplest, purest form, believing, trusting obedience. God has spoken. That is his answer to all suggestions from without or within. God has spoken. That cheers and gladdens him. He couldn't mistake the voice, either its meaning or where it came from. That was enough for him. We do not need to ask if this was the time of his conversion. It probably was. It was the day of God's power to him. It was what Christ's words were to the sons of Zebedee or to Zacchaeus. God spoke and the Holy Spirit carried the message to the inner man. He was turned from dumb idols to serve the living God. He became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Hebrews 11:7. He became Messiah's ancestor, yet a trophy of Messiah's power. There are some striking texts in subsequent scriptures that derive much light and purpose from this scene. They are the following. 1 Psalm 45:10. Listen, O daughter, give attention and incline your ear. Forget your people and your father's house. God thus speaks to his chosen ones, the bride of Christ. Thus he speaks aloud to an unheeding world. Listen that you may live. Isaiah 55:3. Oh, listen now. Turn your back on the world. Turn your face to Jesus. 2. Matthew 16:24. If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Christ's command is as explicit as that to Abram. Come after me. Come at once. Come now. Deny self and come. Deny yourself and take up your cross. Whatever hinders, come. 3. 2 Corinthians 6.17a. Come out from their midst and be separate. Here the words are remarkably like those addressed to Abram. The command is, therefore, come out, be separate, do not touch. The promise is like it. I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me. 2 Corinthians 6, 17b-18. 
God speaks to us and says, Come out. And 4. Revelation 18 4. Come out of her, my people. In one aspect, this is the most like Abram's call, for it is a call out of Babylon. It suits these last days well. Come out of Babylon. Come out of every false church, every city of idols, and every refuge of lies. Come out. Do not say, I will stay, but will worship the true God inside. No, come out. This is God's command. 